Hey moms, welcome back to another guest episode of the Honest Mom Podcast. I have someone here that is so amazing, blessed to have her locally here for some creative events that she has hosted with her practice. Um, But Kelly offers virtual services, which is why I think it's so important for me to connect her with you all. And she is Kelly Jacobson. I'll just get right into it. She is a licensed clinical social worker, and she is not your typical therapist or group practice owner. Growing up, Kelly never pictured herself as a therapist or even being a business owner Two like very scary things, like big, huge things in her life. And growing up, she also knew she wanted to help people. And from a young age, she knew she wanted to work with teens that needed extra support and direction. So for most of her professional career, she worked as a social worker and dabbled a little bit in administration in the school system. And it wasn't until Kelly had two little kids of her own and was off on summer break did she realize she needed more as a mom and wanted to give back to other moms as well? Slowly but surely, Kelly grew her practice, stronger therapeutic counseling services, mostly through Instagram, you guys. And she grew that through supporting moms and teens that needed the support she was most fired up about. Kelly has a master's and bachelor's in social work, as well as a master's in educational leadership. She earned her uh, licensed clinical social work degree with a newborn and a toddler at home. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Yay, yay, yay. She finds the road less traveled to be the adventure that keeps her on her toes and excited to do more, creating a practice that has grown from supporting women to families to now communities is just one way she likes to stand up from the crowd. Kelly has hosted incredible events locally in this area. So I'm blessed to have that. Like she has hosted self-care events, events for moms. And every time I go and meet her team, I've worked with some people on her team. I'm trying to get my daughter on her team, but everyone wants to work with her, her team, um, her team that worked with um, Brooklyn's age. But anyways, I just love staying connected with her. I hope you enjoy her today. I actually, I know you will in ways that we are going to connect to our postpartum wellness. So we will welcome Kelly to the show. Off to this week's episode. Let's be real. We're not being completely honest about motherhood. Sure, we all talk about how we hate the sleepless nights, the breastfeeding, how our partner doesn't help us enough, and the toddler meltdowns. But I want to know what's going on with you. I'm Michelle Mansfield, author and founder of The Honest Mom Project. On this podcast, we're going to talk about the motherhood shit that no one talks about, not even your best friend. Come join special guests, mom friends, and myself as we share our stories with love, honesty, humor, and definitely a few appearances from my potty mouth. Let's validate what we're all going through so we can acknowledge each of our own feelings with confidence. Let's start being honest moms with each other. Welcome to the Honest Mom Podcast. Welcome back, moms, to the Honest Mom Podcast. We have a guest episode today. I am very excited. This is a local love that I have, a local practice that I love. Kelly Jacobson is here with us today. I'm going to have her introduce herself to you. She is amazing, and I can't wait to dive deep into this subject of 
just getting help for those struggles in motherhood that we have, these unmarketable feelings and the importance of that support, that professional support out there. So Kelly, I want you to tell everyone who you are. I want you to talk about a little just about your practice and your team and just say hello to the moms out there listening. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. You have such a voice for this. You're so enthusiastic. I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So I, I am Kelly Jacobson. I am the founder of Stronger Therapeutic Counseling Services. And really, I started this practice to support other moms. I literally was sitting, I think I was standing at the time when I had this thought of, uh, dang, my kids are like playing with themselves and kind of doing their own thing. What should I be doing with my time? And I really just felt this like urge and desire to support other moms because I'm a licensed clinical social worker. And I just felt like if I have all of the skills and know all of these tools, but still like find myself losing my cool when my kids aren't getting their shoes on fast enough, like how are other moms coping um, when maybe they don't have the arsenal of tools that I have access to? So I really started just kind of putting some thoughts on social media and started designing a business and from there, I've had one awesome therapist reach out and want to work with me and, and quite a few more have joined the team. So we are, are really um, in a good spot, able to offer a lot of support to moms and now her entire family and, and we're working towards supporting the community as well, which is really cool. That's amazing. I'm so glad that we connected and that you are just in my neighborhood, but you do offer virtual. Is that correct? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay. Our client is interested in, um, we will support them in that way. We offer in person in the office, talk and uh, walk and talk services. We have two locations, one in Batavia and one in West Dundee, and both are steps away from the Fox River. So we do a lot of sessions out there as well. And then, yeah, from the comfort of your home is super nice and convenient for moms that don't have the time to get away or are finding it a challenge to um, carve that time out. So yeah, popping up on your couch and tuning in with us or um, communicating with us that way is always an option as well. Yeah. And, you know, beyond, you know, what we've gotten used to with COVID with Zoom, everything, I think you just touched on a really important thing. I've, you know, I've thought about doing events for, you know, new moms, seasoned moms, whatever, all these, you know, and it's so hard for moms of multiple seasons to leave, to get out, evenings are tough, you know, and it doesn't get easier the older your kids get, you know, and things. So it's so nice that you offer still that connection, but in a way that's easy for moms out there and outside of this Tri-City area, especially. So thank you for, you know, offering that. And moms out there, I am going to be starting to use their life coaching services. I can't wait for that. And then Brooklyn is going to be in the future um, working with Kelly and her team as well. Brooklyn, as you all know, is nine. And I just, I feel it's never too early to just get connected with our mental health, just like our physical health. Like, are we checking in on how we're doing, even if there's not a tragedy or something really heavy happening? That goes with marriage, that goes with our mental health, our children's, and that maintenance and that, like those checkups and those physicals that we do and checking in on that mental health. So I couldn't agree more. You're yeah. So good. Oh, yeah. gosh. 
you know, I, it's, it takes a village of people that have taught me through these years and, you know, just normalizing all this. And that's what I want to do for moms too, is today, especially normalize getting help because I was that mom that didn't. Um, but we'll talk more about that. We are going to do the mom card drawing of the week before I forget, because I tend to sometimes ramble and then I forget. Um, I am going to redraw a card because with your company name, I'm going to draw from the Be Strong <laughs> pile from Aww. Compendium. So I'm going to pull a random card out and we'll see what this card says. And Kelly, like I tell every guest, if you are at a loss <laughs> for words of what this card means to you, even if it doesn't have anything to do with this specific topic, don't worry. We can always revisit it or connect with it at another time. And I always put the moms, I always put these quotes in the show notes too. All right. So the be strong pile, I'm going to open, you can hear that happening. And this is a Chinese proverb. You can only go halfway into the darkest forest. Then you are coming out the other side. Deep. Out the other side. Okay, so I'm going to read it again because I'm like, what? Um, you can only go halfway into the darkest forest. Then you are coming out the other side. What does that mean? <laughs> I kind of like it. I feel like you can only go in halfway, right? Like, because we think going into something new and obviously they're describing this as like the darkest forest, like something scary potentially, right? It's almost giving us like, the knowledge that we only have to go halfway. You don't have to go through the entire forest. Um, and obviously because we know about like hitting those halfway marks in like our workout routines and things like that, like the second half we're, we're, we're going down the hill now, right? Like we've mm -hmm. got this. Um, so yeah, I kind of see that as like empowering. I see that as like supportive and informative for somewhere scary that we haven't been before that once we get halfway through, we can do it. I love that. Yeah. And there's so many, there's so many of those dark forests that we have in motherhood as well as our career and other things. So yeah, I love what you said about that. Cause initially my brain may not be awake quite yet. And, um, I just love how you put that. So thank you for that. So how they intended it. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, you told us a little bit about your um, journey with your practice, but um, tell us about your journey when it came to your own mental wellness and motherhood and, um, you know, why, you know, this topic is important to you. Sure. Um, so I thought a lot about this question. I, I, I knew you were going to ask some version of it, um, you know, today and um, I feel really lucky. I have a really loving mom. So when my first daughter, I, I have a daughter and a son. So when my, when my first daughter was born, my mom, you know, came home with us from the hospital, my husband and I, and really just kind of like helped make sure that we were like ready and set for our first night alone as parents. And then she came back when my husband was going back to work and stayed with us for at least a week. I think she visited us every single day. Um, so I had a lot of really loving support around me when our first child was born. And I remember when she was leaving after her week-long sleepover crying, being like, 
don't go. And she is like, you can do this. You can do this. You're fine. Your husband is here. You guys have got this. You've already done this without me. You know, so just like that really validating, reassuring, um, you know, support that she saw in me and instilled in me growing up, you know, she gave to me in that moment of feeling really, really scared, knowing that she's not spending the night again. Um, so I guess for me, I, I had a lot of support early on and, and, and throughout my kids growing up, um, which I'm really lucky and grateful for. I, I know, though, that that's not the case for all moms. And I think that's where I really just want to extend as much information, provide as much education, and really provide as much support as possible. Because um, when I was a younger mom, I think my kids were probably like one and, and newborn, maybe. Um, I had heard in the news that in the town I grew up in, a mom had uh, had a really tragic incident where she put herself and her kids in harm's way. And I knew it was mental health related and it really just kind of shook me for a long time. And there wasn't a lot I could do not directly working in, in that case and not being involved in that case. Um, but I, I sought a lot of support from older moms that I knew, you know, just to kind of like check in with them and, and see, you know, what I could do. And I knew in, in my own way that I was going to support that mom and those kids. And I feel like I am able to do that or at least honor what she was going through, through my practice, because that's where I really know, like, they're just like that forest. There are some really, really dark days. And if we can know and acknowledge we're in a dark day, like that's the key right there. We're going to be through it. We are going to get through it. <laughs> Oh, I, that's wonderful. Yeah, my mom, you know, the same as you, it made such a difference knowing that she was just a half an hour away and was always like, I don't want to be in your space too much, but I'm here. And she was just like your mom, just, you know, and my husband went back to work and, you know, but yeah, sometimes though, you know, as much as our mother's are, can be supportive of that. There's some things that are just out of their hands as well with, you know, some struggles that we have. And, you know, I feel for these, for our moms out there, cause I know you and I will probably feel the same way with our children of like, there's only so much we can do. And that mental health of getting, you know, help outside of your family, of your friends and all that is so important. And I unfortunately did not take advantage of that or really didn't have much I had knowledge of it, but not enough, I don't think. I agree. Yeah, same here. So why do you think moms are so, and I guess the world in general too, but moms specifically, why do you think they're disconnected from their mental health as a new mom or even as a seasoned mom? Because um, something you may not know, like I didn't start acknowledging my feelings till Brooklyn was in kindergarten. That's when I had these like aha moments all of a sudden, you know, and I was like, wow, what talk about pushing things back in the subconscious. But do, why do you feel that we are so disconnected from um, that? I, I really think a lot of reasons. Um, I think our culture, I think our family upbringing and those expectations that maybe we saw or thought we knew was the reality from observing it on the outside. Um, I think changing roles in women and mom nowadays. Um, and then I think, you know, kind of the bigger ones, those feelings, right? Those feelings of shame, those feelings of denial, feelings of guilt, feelings of sadness, 
feeling of like not being as competent or comparing our competency to someone else, even if it is our own mother. Um, and that's where I think it's cool that you brought up, um, you know, like seasoned moms. I think there really is no age limit on motherhood. I know my mom is going to be my mom until the day she's gone. And I'm going to be my kid's mom until the day I'm here on earth or the last day I'm here on earth. And, and really, I think those seasons of motherhood that we go through are so important to acknowledge and check in on and, you know, just how we can not only be the best mom that we can be, but like, how can we support ourselves in this season of what feels like maybe new motherhood, you know, like, I think you were checking in on yourself at a really good time, like, okay, my daughter's going to school, how can I, you know, kind of like check in on what I've been holding on to so tightly for, you know, these number of years, um, and explore that and unravel that and, and get a little stronger for the next season, right, so I don't see any wrongness in, in what you shared or when you reached out, like, I think, every, every opportunity to reach out when we take it is a good opportunity and something to be proud of. Yeah. I I'm learning a lot about the term unblocking. Are mm. you, are you familiar with that term? I don't know if um, it's a podcast I listen to and I don't know if it's a term they made up, but it's basically like when you, from what I'm learning is like when you have these feelings in your subconscious yeah. and, and, and how you get them to surface. So it sounds like a lot of like hypnosis sometimes or EMDR, things like that, where I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's amazing how our brain could just turn things off and we're in this survival mode. Wouldn't, yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I think so. A hundred percent. I think, um, you know, in that, that busyness of, of new mom mode, we often are living in that survival mode. Um, I think our hypervigilance is super activated. So we're constantly scanning, is the baby okay? Is the baby going to be crying? What else do they need while they're crying? How else can I soothe them? What else in this environment is causing some external or internal stimuli for me? So yeah, that unblocking, I, I've kind of heard the term flipped, right? Like, yeah, what, okay. But yeah, that makes total sense too. Um, you know, and I think we can have blocks in a lot of areas of our life, but when it comes to like our own personal insight as a mom, you know, sometimes we have to step away for that block to be like revealed or opened up a little bit when we're like kind of in the thick of things, just like I think a, a soldier, it has to be buttoned up. We have to wear this armor to get us through. Um, and those are kind of the, I want to say like, not as helpful thoughts in the moment. There is possibility to wear that armor and be strong and be tough in those tough, challenging times of motherhood. But we can also like, when we think of like the army, I don't know why I'm going off on that theme. No, but, I love uh, it, yeah. Like they have a whole battalion behind them, right? We don't just send one army guy off into the field on his own from, from what I understand, right? Yeah. There's a whole team behind them. So how can we all wear our protection, but also feel, still feel supported? Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of like fears and stigmas. I believe also a lot of misunderstandings about mental wellness. And I, I just, it's, it's interesting how, you know, we spend so much time on that physical healing as a new mom and, yeah. but we aren't taking 
care of that mental healing, which is so important and how like our lack of sleep affects our mental wellness as well. At least that's what I've read. I'm not the expert you are, but you know, it's, it's interesting because like when I was originally writing this book and I was so passionate about it, the more women that I was interviewing and serving a lot of them, the majority, I would say like 90% were like, I would not read a self-help book, self-help anything, any, you know, like any way to connect with me. If anything, I would read about like how to make my daughter poop or how she's going to, you know, she's not eating, how to do this, all these things about the baby and neglecting their own mental wellness. And I don't know if you you know, if if you fell into this or if you have anything to add of like, why don't we take care of our mental wellness? And we're so focused on the baby and the physical healing. Yeah. I I think you're right on with the stigma in that, right. That we're being selfish in a time where we're supposed to be, you know, kind of in air quotes, giving our all to this new human. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, you know, that was always really important to me still. And, and very early on is like why I started with social media is to like put stuff out there, you know, like let people know that it's okay to invest in yourself. And I think when I was doing that, that was self-care to me, you know, kind of putting these thoughts and captions on social media and having some validation from others who are like, yeah, totally right. I wish others would say that, or, you know, like I feel the same way. And I think that's where like, you know, we feel like there's not space for that, unfortunately, um, or we're not grateful for having happy, healthy children, um, if we're talking about it being exhausting or overwhelming or we're not sleeping. Um, so I think just kind of the, the stigma of if I put myself out there in this way, what will happen? How will that be received? I don't think there's been enough of that yet. I think we're getting there. I think we're getting to a oh, yeah. of that, right? But yeah. um, I think when you're living it, it can still feel a little scary. Yeah. Do you... Are there any signs like for me, I don't, I never had a formal diagnosis and I don't think I needed to specifically see someone that focused on perinatal mood disorders. You know, I just was struggling with a lot of things. And like you were saying earlier, like the coping tools to deal with the stressors and things that, you know, happen from infancy to toddlerhood, even like to this day when she's, you know, she's nine years old, I feel like I I may not have the, the tools. Um, but like, what are the signs that a mom needs to go outside of her home, go outside of her friendships that, you know, as you know, like friends, they care about you and they don't want to, they want to support you. They're not, they're not therapists. They're not professionals that may have, they may be able to comfort you and support you in other ways, but how does a mom know, like, I think I need to, to talk to someone professional? Yeah. Um, I guess I am kind of having two thoughts of that question. The first would be, 
there doesn't need to be any signs at all. It's always an okay time and a good time to reach out to a therapist. Um, I think, you know, beyond motherhood, just kind of anything we're going through in life, sometimes it's really helpful to have that unbiased perspective or space to kind of dissect what we're thinking about and sort things out in our brain to walk away feeling a little clearer or lighter that we have a plan in place to kind of attack what we had been thinking or worrying about. Um, I guess my other response is too, uh, when is a good time to reach out to a therapist when our friends or family maybe aren't what we're feeling like we're needing or getting enough support from. Um, I heard this from a doctor once in regards to, you know, supporting my own family. And he had said, you know, to be the best parent, we're talking about improving the quality of life, right? And I really attached and found a lot of um, good insight from that in terms of, yeah, like our quality of life here is struggling a bit, right? And that's where I think comparison can kind of get us hung up. Like, well, it's not as bad as so-and-so, or it's not as bad as this, right? Like life or death or a terrible diagnosis that's scary or fearful, right? But the quality of life is impacted in some way. And I would like to improve this. I don't wanna stay stuck feeling like this. I don't wanna continue on this frustration road. We need some you know, kind of support or new insight or someone looking at this from a different lens than we have thus far. And that's where I think you know, speaking with a therapist can be really helpful. Um, you know, like back when I got started, I, I just always thought like, we only have this one life, right? Like I want to be here for all of it. I don't want to be going through the motions of it, feeling like I'm going through Groundhog's Day, like, okay, wake up, you know, have a fight putting the shoes on, have a fight getting to this, have a fight getting to that, come home feeling exhausted, have another argument before going to bed. You know, like I, I didn't want that for myself. So I know like that's the type of quality of life I'm thinking about. Like how can I shake things up or get some support for me to change how I'm feeling about all of this. Yeah. And you're reminding me um, of a therapist in Chicago. She is, um, she focuses on marriage mm -hmm. and um, her name is Kelly Kitley and she's lives in Oak Park. She's amazing. And she does like marriage boot camps and and focuses on marriage. But a lot of her focus is stressing the importance of coming to her before there's like shit hitting the fan, okay. uh -huh. you know, like going to like all the things we do to maintain our health, you know, the foods we put in our body, the exercise, the movement we do, um, just all those things that we do to prepare that strong body for when illness may strike us or other things that we've got that like foundation. So um, I love that she focuses on that. And I can totally tell that you're kind of like in that you you're in that same boat of, you know, don't wait till shit hits the fan. Um, why don't you explain like how your beliefs and with your practice, you know, in that, cause I can tell that you, you know, I already know what you're going to kind of say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So obviously the name of my business is stronger therapeutic counseling services and I feel like sometimes with the clients I see that is a blessing and a curse I get and it's a hundred percent I I take ownership because 
it is a name that was super important to me. Like I know I'm already strong, but the goal in living this life is to be stronger, right? Um, to be able to withstand the, the tough stuff. Um, but I often see in women where they connect to connect to stronger that they've been, you know, kind of the one doing it all, not asking for help, not giving into their personal needs as a mom, wife, partner, um, whoever whatever role they have attached to them and really feeling like that kind of like um, ownership and, you know, having to withstand it all on their own. Um, so that's where I like kind of having that opportunity to crack that nut and um, explore the idea of self-care, right? I think um, when I got started in motherhood, I was very similar to that type of mom where I felt like I had to do it all. I felt like it, it would be, um, you know, I wasn't doing enough if I wasn't doing it all, or I felt like, you know, I was letting someone down if I wasn't doing it all. Um, and self-care could come when the kids were in school or self-care could come, you know, on a day that, you know, I had someone there to support me so that I wouldn't have to burden, you know, someone that I was close with. Um, so yeah, in my business, I really value self-care for my clinicians. I really value self-care for the clients that I see. And over the years, I found a lot of, you know, kind of ways that we can talk about self-care to be something that we can move from resistance to feeling that we have time or energy or even need for, um, to really a, um, you know, kind of good way to just care for ourselves, that we don't have to be indulgent, that we don't have to invest time in terms of like hours or, you know, time away from our family, but really our self-care can be as small as like a moment of peace for ourselves and finding little ways to carve that out. Um, yeah. So I, I guess our values here are, are self-care and family. That's really kind of what we've started on and I want to enhance the family of my clinicians and enhance the families of the, the clients that work with us. I love that. So when, if someone comes to see you or whoever they are um, working with, one thing, like one challenge that I have is I love like learning and growing and I'll read that book, listen to that podcast, but it's like after that chapter is, you know, the book is closed or I click, you know, out of Apple podcasts. It's like, what am I doing inside of my actual home to enhance like my growth, my healing and all that. When I leave the therapist's office or a coach's office, what am I doing at home? And I feel like that's something that we may all feel guilty or, or fall into is, you know, bringing the tools into your actual life. And, you know, when you leave, you may get this great, you know, hour with your therapist, but what are you doing at home? What right. is your advice for a mom out there in bringing that, you know, what you offer into her life? So it actually works better. Yeah, I would say it's it's obviously individualized based on the the client that I'm working with and you know kind of the pieces that they're going through. Um, I, I guess I have you know kind of two responses in regards to that as well. Like immediately in the office at our office in Batavia, especially, you're greeted with our self care station where you can kind of help yourself to take care of yourself. 
Um, so there we have, you know, like one of those neck warmers that you would get when you go to a nice spa or salon. Ooh. Yeah. Um, we have my uh, one therapist and my kids and I, we curated some essential oil sprays with a few different scents. So people can kind of like see our menu of um, essential oil sprays and utilize that in the waiting room. We'll utilize that in session sometimes just to kind of, you know, have that emotional and sensory reset, that ability to just kind of connect with this aroma around us, take in some good deep breaths. Um, and then, you know, I think we're really lucky in most of our spaces, we also have like the opportunity to kind of like take in some nice sites. Our office here in Batavia, our big one, I should say, and not all of the offices here, um, have these kind of like fishbowl windows. So it's kind of nice, like you can be a fish, if you will, and look at outside while you're waiting for your therapist to take a seat, pull up her notepad, things like that, and just kind of like take in that moment. So I guess to answer your question, you know, I think there's always little things we just have to, you know, kind of choose to think about and choose which one's going to help fill us up in that moment. Um, yeah, because as you were describing, like, you know, how we feel so good, we feel so validated, we leave on this high from our therapist. And really, that is like an endorphin high, right? Just like mm -hmm. when we leave a workout, we're like, all right, I can take on the day today. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, we wake up the next day, and maybe we don't have a group class scheduled, or we don't have a therapy scheduled. And it's like, how, how do I make it through today? <laughs> right. And so that's when we just need that self awareness to kind of know what, where are the places where I get low? Where are the places where I feel lonely? Where are the places where I feel disconnected? And what can I build in to like support and take care of me in these feelings? Because they're important because they they lead to more action or inaction or connection or disconnection throughout the rest of my day. Yeah, I was guilty of like when I found, you know, that I was overwhelmed or just, you know, the anxiety was too high, whether it was the newborn phase, toddler phase, that I would just say like, oh, screw it. And I'm just going to stay home. Like, you know, if I was going to, you know, so I found myself very isolated in my home where I kind of have like weird, I don't want to call it PTSD because that's a very strong, you know, diagnosis there, but I just have those weird associations with certain parts of my home because that's where like I retreated to when I just couldn't handle whatever was going on. And it was just easier to just sit down on my brown couch. I always joke about my brown couch that we still have and it's beautiful, but I felt like that's where I lived um, there's certain triggers that I have where I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I did when I couldn't cope with X, Y, and Z. I just wish that, you know, and looking back, I know we can't change the past, but I wish that I had someone like, you know, you and your team to like help me and bring tools back into my home as well. Um, and not just rely on the office visit, like you're saying, like, how can we bring stuff into our home and have that team support us, you know, with our family and our friends and the mom tribe, you know, whatever you want to call it around you. Right. And I think that's where like, you know, that insight is always the first step, right? That insight into our, our, our own awareness, being able to then understand what we're thinking and feeling in those moments and be able to like 
shift and decide to do things differently or move through it differently. Excuse me. Um, I talk a lot about journaling with our clients as well. We have journals that all of our new clients get when they come into the office. And in that too, I think sometimes clients are overwhelmed by like, well, I don't even know where to start with this. I don't have time to write like two, three pages, dear diary, get out of here, Kelly. You know, and I think that's where like, it doesn't have to be that. It can totally just be jot down what's on your brain right now. I'm feeling nervous about going out with my girlfriends and my newborn. And I feel like no one's going to support me or tap in to help me out when I'm getting overwhelmed with being outside of my brown comfy couch. Or just packing a diaper bag. <laughs> yes, yes. Worried that you're forgetting that one thing you're probably not going to need, but is so important in the moment. Yes, I know. I remember my grandmother being like, what is all this stuff you have? <laughs> like when I would come visit her with Brooklyn. And I'm like, you're right. Like diaper bags got more, just like purses got huge. It's like, do we need all this stuff? But, you know, I, that was one of my things. Like if I felt overwhelmed packing up for something and all the what ifs, I would just say, screw it and cancel and then just stay home with her. It was just easier to stay in my house. And that wasn't right. You know, I needed to get out and to get air. <laughs> Right. And that's going back to that quality of life, right? It sounds like you probably valued your relationships and here, unfortunately, the anxiety and the fear was holding you back from engaging in that. Yeah. And, you know, I was so out of tune with my values and what like fueled me outside of motherhood. Can you touch on like how your business and what you offer and what you do is, is that extension of like, it just... I was so out of, out of touch with all of that. I was just like tunnel visioned on motherhood. And I don't think that's, for me, it was not the right thing. I needed some outside, outside things and, you know, get more in tune with that. And I was very out of tune of that, with that. Yeah. So tell me your question a little bit. Um, so, yeah. So just like you're what, you, you know, you were talking a little bit in the beginning, I'm not, you know, and I'm not telling moms to start their own business for, you know, like that's the only answer, but um, like how you knew that you needed that extension um, outside of motherhood and um, you know, that maybe moms out there need that as well and need to hear that from you maybe of what they can do. Yeah. Um, I would just say, I think it goes back to that quality of life, like in tuning in with your own values. Like, am I showing up each day, every day, most days, the type of person I want to feel, the type of person I want to like, you know, kind of, yeah, who, who do I want to be? Am I being her? And if the answer is like, not so much, or I'm trying, but it's just not working. I think, I think that's a, a good time. And, and that was for me to know, like, I think someone else might be helpful in bringing them into my life to talk this out. And I think that's where sometimes we get all of those thoughts stuck in our head if they don't have a safe place to come out and they, they kind of can hold us hostage. So just knowing that we can talk about things and not feel judged. Um, validation does wonders. And having that person who is non-biased, who doesn't know us, doesn't know our circumstances, doesn't know our family or our behavior step-by-step -step or growing up um, 
I think that does a lot for us in kind of validating our thoughts and feelings where if we're talking about, you know, kind of our, our frustrations daily or frequently with our friends or family, you know, they, they can be, they can have their own feelings about our feelings and then mm-hmm. they're asserting their feelings about our feelings and telling us what to do or how we should cope when that's maybe not really what is needed or, or we need in those moments. So that's yeah. Having that outside person can be really, really helpful. Yeah. You know, you mentioned like validating that is so like, I just connect with that so much. And I'm, you know, I try to do that with my friends, even now with their kids being older, just with life in general, like not trying, it's not my job to solve their problem as a friend. Um, it's, a, I don't know if you agree with this, but I find like nine out of 10 of my friends, I think just want someone to listen and yes. Yeah. And you know, that's one of the reasons why, um, I've mentioned this in previous episodes that I, I think I, is one of the reasons why I didn't talk to my husband or my mom about this. Cause you know, that's like a natural question. Like, well, can't you just go to your spouse or your partner? Like they're supposed to be your biggest support, or of course your mother, um, right. if you have that relationship with them. But like my, I didn't want my mom to think like, oh, what did I do as a mother that makes you feel this way? Or that, you know, if I had, you know, with my depression that I had, like her feeling responsible for that Um, as a mother still, even though I was in my mid thirties and then my husband's a fixer. So, you know, it's done with love, of course, but it's like, I think it's uncomfortable when things are uncomfortable for him, (laughs) when there's an uncomfortable topic. So he wants to fix and and avoid almost. Right. And sometimes we don't need to fix it. We just need to share it and talk about it and have someone kind of sit with us with it. Yeah. And he, sometimes he'll look at me like with this, I don't know what to do with this, (laughs) you know, face what I should say. (laughs) Yeah. Where you're like, Oh, like it it almost is like agitating when they, when, you know, he would do that because I would be like, um, are you not interested or am I making you super uncomfortable where now I'm uncomfortable and I feel like weird and awkward talking to you about this. So it's just such a dance. And I think it's okay. If, do you agree with this, that it's okay if we don't tell our friends, mom or partner or spouse, everything. Yeah. I think it actually can enhance the relationship if we don't, because then we're spending our time with them talking about things that, you know, maybe we're able to, you know, feel more confident about and talk about things that, you know, we're excited to share with them. Yeah. All right. Next thing we're going to talk about is something that comes to your mind when I say the word someone failed to mention, because I feel like I say that all the time with motherhood. Um, Is there anything like from what we've been talking about or anything that comes to your mind when it comes to our, our mental wellness with motherhood, that's, you know, you sit there and you're like, Hmm, someone failed to mention that, you know, and what comes to your, to your mind or what can you know, when you think back to when you were an early mom and the surprises you may have had. Yeah. I would say someone failed to mention that it gets easier, but it's still hard. Oh, I love that. Cause it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I had a friend that was a, a more seasoned mom than me when my kids were babies 
And she would always tell me and our other friends, like, it gets easier, it gets easier. And I never heard that, like, but it's still hard. And I think like, not in a crybaby kind of way, like, oh, it's also hard as a mom, but really like, it's okay. This is an important job that we have. And it is a challenge sometimes to navigate those good and right choices for ourselves as mothers and for our kids to, you know, be resilient themselves. Love, love that. So if you had a mom, I'll just mention my brown couch, sitting next to you on the couch, the brown couch, very comfy and cozy, blankets around you, maybe a cup of coffee or tea or whatever. If you had a mom that was just sitting in front of you, overwhelmed, maybe some tears are coming out of their eyes. They haven't even thought about therapy, but maybe it's, maybe they've, they brought it up to you. What are your words? Simple, just a simple sentence or two of encouragement that you would give to them. You're doing a great job. Ah, I know. Isn't that the best? Yeah, it, it is. And I'm sure you've said that to many and how like, their eyes just, they just relax and their eyes open. Right. Yeah. I did this to a mom the other day. Um, She was telling me, because we have a Girl Scout camping trip in a couple weeks and she can't come till Saturday. It starts like Friday night. She's on a business trip and she's like, I'm going to, my plane lands at 11 and I got to do this and that. And, you know, I'm going to be there. So I reassured her. I'm like, don't worry, I'll be there. And she just kept rattling off all these like things. And she's like, I feel like I'm not doing enough at work. I'm not doing enough at home. And all I said was, you're doing an amazing job. And the physical reaction she had was incredible. Like her shoulders went down. She was like relaxed. And she just was like, thank you. And that's all she said. Love it. Yeah. I think it it is really nice to hear sometimes. So I know when I can see someone in front of me, just even showing up in front of me, like that took work, that took effort, that took intention, intentionality. And um, I think that equates to you're doing a good job. Yeah. All right. I've got this conversation card here. It's from Liz Moody. So she, these, these are great, actually. I, I, I've brought them up a few times now. I was, I was, I've said like when my husband saw me open this from Amazon. He's like, oh great. What are what are yeah. these conversation cards? I'm like, they're for they're for the podcast. Don't worry. But this comes from the growing up section of the pile. And the question that I'm going to ask you, I really like this. And I love these cards for friendships too, to like kind of get out of the motherhood conversation sometimes. Which parts of your life do you think are easier than your parents and which are harder? Oh gosh, good question. Isn't it? Yeah, I would say which parts are easier? Well, Amazon and Google make things like super helpful and easy. I yes. remember my husband and I, when we had, you know, our babies, when they were like, you know, obviously little, little babies, Amazon was amazing to be able to like ship us a glow in the dark pacifier or research, you know, like how long is long enough for a baby to be sleeping without eating, you know, like 
all of those like questions that you feel like you need answers to in the middle of the night to calm your own anxiety, to go back to bed until the baby wakes up again. Um, that I feel like we, we definitely have a lot of access and resources available to us that our parents didn't have. So I would say that, um, I would say something that's harder. Um, I would say like access to resources, as well, because I think ultimately, like we can never sometimes feel like satisfied with the response we get and we can get stuck going down a Google search until we find the exact thing that soothes us or we can join a thousand Facebook groups to find validation or hear what's working for different moms across the nation when like, that's not the right fit for me or my family and I just need to sit with that and feel that and be okay with, you know, having a bad night with my kids and my family and figuring out a way that works for us to recover tomorrow, not needing to like search that every second. I think that's where like our parents had that a little bit easier. They had to actually, you know, figure things out a little bit more on their own without all of that access. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Do you have, um, I love talking about like my favorite things every week. Do you have like a favorite product or mom hack book gift that you've given moms or anything that you use in your practice, you know, as well that moms can uh, look into? I love just sharing like all this kind of stuff. Our loves. Yeah. So actually, um, my therapist, Denise on the team, she gave me as part of, um, a Christmas gift the first year we were working together, a book by Shonda Morales. It's called breathe mama breathe. Oh, and I loved it because again, that was like four, no, like three ish years ago. So my kids are still like pretty young and I would read it. I am like notorious for reading books while I blow dry my hair in the morning. I like prop my phone on one page of the book and, you know, read with my brush or comb. Oh, great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this book, Breathe Mama Breathe is so short and not short in terms of like the book size, but like digestible. I could read like a part of it and take something and go on with my day. Um, where I didn't feel like, I don't even think I even finished the book to be a hundred percent honest, but I got so much out of it in terms of like, how to incorporate mindfulness into my life while brushing my teeth or how to incorporate mindfulness into my life on my driveway or my drive home from work. Um, so like those kinds of actionable ways to be in tune and in touch with ourselves. Um, I always think of like, you know, like how can I restart this day if it's not going the way I wanted or had anticipated And that book is full of ideas. So I think that was just a cool gift that I received and I would totally give that to a new mom. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. And speaking of show notes, just in case they, they don't go to the show notes, I want moms to know, Kelly, how they can get in touch with you on social media, your website, and what you can offer moms out there just to reiterate um, what, you, what you can do for them. Yeah. Awesome. So everyone can find us on Instagram at your stronger self, um, on Facebook and TikTok. We have just started, um, we're at your stronger self.me. And then our website is www.yourstrongerself.me. 
Um, so really all of the services are designed to support moms and your families. So we have um, a tab for where you can meet our team, our, our therapy team, um, Christina, our new professional development coach, her page will be up soon where you can read all about her. And um, coaching has always had an important place in my heart because I think there's a real good um, benefit and use from working with either a business coach or a professional coach um, like Christina. And um, so her information will be up soon. We also do corporate wellness. Um, I think it's really important. That's where like, you know, it's all connected. And if we can understand as a team or corporation, how to support our mental health or how to improve our team culture to really enhance that work-life balance, right? It doesn't just need to be balanced outside of work or the hours that we work, but ultimately like, how can I improve the balance at work too? Um, that's part of our services. Um, I also have tons of free guides that I created a long time ago when I got started in business. So they're on the resources page of our website. Um, you can also find them on Pinterest, um, but it's like, you know, a game plan, game plan for coping with anxiety or 10 mottos um, to incorporate into your life or self-care to incorporate anytime during your day. Uh, what else do I have up there? Four square breathing exercise, like what is it and how to utilize it? Um, so lots of like free printables or things that you can just kind of like scroll through to get a better understanding of. And then I also, during my time at home during COVID, I created um, Strong Mama, a digital guided workbook for moms of daughters with anxiety. So really it is transferable to moms of children with anxiety or grandparents of grandkids with anxiety, but really it's just a guided workbook that um, parents or individuals can purchase to really learn about anxiety and you know, kind of the teachings of cognitive behavioral therapy that is really the gold standard in treating anxiety and how your child will learn those strategies in therapy, how you can support that at home, a place for you to kind of digest and unpack some of your feelings about your child having anxiety and still support yourself. And then there's like resources at the end of that as well. So I think that's all of our services. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. And especially I'm going to do direct links to some of the things you just talked about, just because the easier it is to get to something, the better, um, I think, especially for moms. But that strong mama one, especially like me with Brooklyn, um, you know, as well as I know some friends of mine that, you know, I think we all had anxiety growing up. We just I think we're just more aware of it. Right. Now, you know, and I think it's great that we're normalizing therapy for our children. I think, you know, I told Kelly this listeners, like when I mentioned that Brooklyn would be, you know, going, you know, getting therapy in the future to talk about just some worries and just things that like kind of stress her out a little bit and go beyond me helping her. She was like acting like she was going to like camp. Like she's like, when do we start? What is it? What day would we be doing it? And I'm like, I loved how normal it was for her because my husband and I just talk about it as like a normal, which it should be, you know, yeah. like we're taking care of our entire body. Right. Right. You know? So yeah. thank you. And you, I love like your events that you've had, like you are out there voicing and normalizing 
therapy and I've been to, a, you know, your events, including this last one in May, that just make everyone in the audience feel like, you know, normal, that this is just, you know, a part of our life and we get excited for it. And your team has such great energy. They all were amazing to meet. I'm excited to work with Christina, you know, as well. So thank you, Kelly, for being here and for all that you shared. And um, I'll leave you to close out with the guests in any way you'd like. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me, Michelle. It was a lot of fun, actually. I was a little bit nervous, to be honest, um, joining, but I'm so glad that you were so supportive and just inviting to have me on your um, podcast. So I guess just leaving all of the guests with um, kind of my thought earlier, you're doing a great job. Yeah. That's all we need to hear, right? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Kelly. And listeners, and moms out there, please share this episode with anyone you feel would need it to hear that they're doing a great job as well. And I look forward to joining you all next week with another episode of the Honest Mom podcast. Until then, take one small step towards your honest motherhood. Thank you so much for listening to the Honest Mom Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review or comment so I can give you the content you deserve. To learn more, including what I offer to moms, check out michellemansfieldauthor.com. Most importantly, if you know a mom that needs to hear the words you heard today, please share the love and let's create a community of moms being honest for all of us.